Welcome back to the Whatcom Dads podcast. This week, we talk about choosing baby names and recommend some under-the-radar places to go grab a drink. I'm Nathan Dwyer, and alongside my co-hosts, Mark Bagley and Chris Roselli, and special guest this week, Mike Sledge, we are the Whatcom Dads podcast. Well, Mike, welcome back. How was your week since we last saw you? Flew by. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, a little insight into that joke. We do record two episodes sometimes. So we brought Mr. Mike Sledge back for uh, another go-around with us. He had the opportunity to leave during the break, and he didn't. So thank you for sticking around. I had the opportunity. You had the opportunity. You did not avail yourself of it. Pleased to be here. So I want to talk briefly about kids adjusting to school. It's been three, four weeks now. You have one college student, Mark. The rest of us have kids in school. Just like any challenges, any like great wins for your kids so far? I know that we're in the presence of the dad of a ASB president, Chris's <laughs> daughter. Her, right. her term has begun. So yeah, just give us a little update, a couple minutes on what's going on in school and how your kids are adjusting. Well... Uh, I think they're doing fine. I mean, it's 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 interesting. They're you know, I feel like as a dad, we're still in this COVID life, but all activities and everything they're doing has returned just like back to normal in a lot of ways. So I feel like it's double crazy in in a way because I didn't we didn't really slowly trickle into going back to doing things. It all just picked up. So uh, I'm still adjusting as a parent. Mike, how are your kids doing? Uh, my kids are doing fairly well. Um, they were both pretty excited about getting back to in person. Um, I think they 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 were both in person at the end of last year, but with the social distancing and and some of the um, um, the precautions that were in place at the time, it didn't feel very much like school. It, it felt um, I think they were envious of their friends who had stayed remote. Um, although I, I could certainly tell a difference in their mood at the end of last year and certainly um, the beginning of this year um, in getting back in to um, into school. Um, and in fact, I think we're missing um, back to school night um, at this very moment. Uh, mine already happened. Oh, just me. You missed it. Well, thank you for <laughs> sacrificing the back to school night for us. Absolutely. Mark, how is your fifth year college senior doing? Uh, well, classes as of the recording of this have not started yet, so uh, he has only been doing his work as one of the announcers for uh, Western Washington University Athletics, oh, Yeah, which is probably way more enjoyable than going to, than taking 400-level math classes. So he's having a great time so far. College, fifth year, fantastic start. What about you, Dwyer? Well, I'll tell you what. A kindergartner going to school all day gets tired. As I brushed my son's teeth tonight, he was just in tears about nothing in particular, (laughs) just that he was overtired. This was at 7.30. I mean, it's taken a toll on him. And I think I mentioned in a prior episode, the bus comes at 7.18 in the morning. And so we're walking out the door to walk to the bus stop at 10 after 7, which means they're getting up at 6.30. That's early. It is early. And they're not getting off the bus until three and so it's a long day for a five-year-old yeah he is having a blast uh no nurse visits yet i know that i informally took a poll of you guys <laughs> as to how many visits he would make to the school nurse this year given that he lives his life head first the second grader she's a little grumpy in the mornings and mm-hmm. uh we're trying to work on that um 
And then the three-year-old is in preschool and not a care in the world. Just sort of like, oh, this is what I do now. I, sh- I show up here and I get to play with other people. And she's the type of uh, kid who will come home and tell you she has a best friend and they played kitty cats. And you'll say, what's your friend's name? And she will have no idea. <laughs> so I'm sure she's made 10 best friends already in preschool. Our 13-year-old daughter, um, who is notorious for sleeping very late, I think, Chris, when you and your family were over for the Seahawks game, she came uh, down in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Of yeah, a, like 145 something or something. Something like that. Um, she decided on her own without letting any of the rest of us know that she would begin getting up at 6.30 a.m. every day. And she's done that every single day. Wow. What's I, she doing? I know. I Getting on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> but she decided to get up and she just did it after years of trying to drag her out of bed. So it's interesting the way some of those developmental milestones happen and you don't quite recognize it at the time until a couple weeks later. We're like, no, for real. Like we're She's really getting herself up now. What I'm what I'm having to adjust to is aside from the fact that our days are getting shorter, which I'm not a big fan of, but with both kids having activities after school, you know, Lexi gets home at seven forty five. If she has games, gets home at what, nine or something, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we are and Mark, I know you know this and Mike, you've been living a little bit of this for sure with Xander. Um our evenings with our kids are there's not a lot of time. So short. It's really, it's, it's hard. That, that's, that's something I'm kind of struggling with a little bit. My wife did a very conscious thing a couple of weeks ago. She went on our calendar and on like one Saturday just wrote family day, nothing else planned. And with young kids, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But man, it was just a great day of just hanging out and building with blocks and playing games and just knowing there were no commitments. So I commend that to people. If you can fit that in, even if you've got to go a couple months down the road, toss one on the calendar and I think that you'll be happy you did it. Your life can change in an instant. Car accidents impact all aspects of your life and lead to pain and suffering, medical bills, and time missed from work. Robinson and Cole, attorneys in Bellingham, can help. They have represented thousands of clients since 1979. They also handle other types of injury claims, including workers' compensation. Consultations are always free and are available in Spanish. Robinson and Cole, when you need us, we will be here. All right, today we are going to talk about naming your child. But before we get to that, I thought we could play a little bit of a game. All right, I like Dwyer games. And so what I did is I looked at the popularity of names for all of our children. And so you can look on the Social Security website. It'll tell you how popular a name is, both currently and in past years. And so I asked you or your wives the years that your kids were born and is that because I, some of us didn't know the years our kids were born? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite possible. Um, and so we have a list here. And, uh, Mark, what's unique about the uh, two names that you've given your two kids in this group? Uh, it just so happens that one of Chris's daughters has the same name as my daughter. And, of course, your son, Nathan, has the name of my son. So even though collectively we have nine children, there's only seven names for us to uh, deal with. So again, I have Ellen, Benjamin, and Molly. I have Alexis and Benjamin. I have Alexis and Alyssa. I have Alexander and Claire. 
So given those seven names, mm -hmm. which of those names was the least popular the year they were born amongst our children? I'll guess Molly. I'd go Claire. I'd say your Ben. My Ben would be the least. Mm -hmm. Well, you're all wrong. <laughs> the child's name between us that was ranked number 700 the year they were born was Ellen. No way! Wow. Hmm. That huh. was by far the lowest of the seven. Wow. Now, Ellie, Ella, those are in the top 50, right. but Ellen itself was hmm. ranked number 700 the year I'll that we named her that. Wow. Huh. So, counter then, which name was the most popular the year it was provided? I'll say Alexis. Yeah, I'd agree. I'll say Alexander. It was Alexis. In 1996, Alexis was the eighth most popular girl name. Wow. wow. By the time your Alexis was born, 10 years later, Chris, it had dropped to number 14. See, I, I, don't, I don't need to be a trendsetter, Mark. I just... You know. Yeah, we just follow the crowd. It's <laughs> kind of what we do. All right, there's one more name that's outside of the top 100 left. Uh... I'm going to say Alyssa. Could, probably Alyssa. I'd agree. Nope. It's Molly. Molly was 157 huh. the year that she was named that, which was only three years ago. So did you consult those lists when you were naming? We did not. But we'll talk a little bit in, the, mm -hmm. in our segment about whether popularity of a name kind of factored into what we all chose. So... Uh, let's go then. We've got one at number 62. Got four left. Alexander. Alexander was not number 62. Ben. Ben was not number 62. Alyssa. Not number Claire. 62. <laughs> Claire was number 62. Process of elimination. Yes. So, Benjamin, when uh, your Ben was born, Mark, was 29th. Okay. When my Ben was born, it had jumped up to 10th. Wow. Ooh. Wait, wait. It, it was um, because of your Ben. Right. Everybody wanted to be like him. Alexander was 15 the year that uh, he was named that. If you had just gone with Xander, which is what you guys call him, Correct. as his given name, he would have gone to t number 260. Right. But uh, Alexander as a name was 15th. And then that leaves Alyssa 19. Wow. Jeez. I didn't know it was that popular of a name. I wouldn't have guessed either. Which name has taken the biggest drop since those rankings that I just gave you? Which has gone out of fashion, so to speak? Alyssa? Nope. Alexis. Alexis. How far has it dropped? It was number eight when you used it in 1996. What do you think it is now? 94. 132. 309. Whoa! Wow. wow. That is a huge wow. drop. Final question. Can you come up with any of the top three boy or girl names for last year? What are you hearing a lot of these days? Jack. No Jack. Luna. No Luna. You know, Michael has always been a top ten name. Yeah, well, yeah, Michael was the top, was top name for 20-some years, I think, and I was in the middle of that. Yeah, thinking about it, Michael, Christopher, and Mark, pretty popular yeah. just across... Your guys' generations. Mm -hmm. It's got to be something a little 
different. They're all, I would say, a little different. They're surprising to me. I think there's been a, uh, a, a sea change in that people are not using what were traditionally right. names when that were popular when they were born. Certainly. And I bet you Amy would, would get this, being a teacher. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. these in her classroom. Yeah, follows yep. names. She knows trends. Yeah, I'm like 18 or 20 years behind looking at college student names all the time. Yeah. Well, they are, for boys, Liam, Noah, and Oliver. Hmm. Those are top three. Wouldn't have guessed any of those. Nope. And for girls, Olivia, Emma, and Ava. Yeah, those have been popular names for, especially Olivia and Emma, those have been popular right. names for quite right. a while. We almost, that was one of the names we almost gave Alyssa. Was Which Emma. One? Emma? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Noah was in the running for us. Mm-hmm. But there was always this like, ah, people are going to make jokes about an arc, and you really want yeah. that for your kid. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was going to be Emma. Lexi was going to be Emma, because Lexi's middle name was Marie. And we the idea of having an Emma Marie, just the M's. Think about it when you're naming your kid. You're picking apart every little fine detail. That's what we did. So we are like, no, we can't have an Emma Marie. Too many M's. <laughs> Well, that's a good transition to sort of this process of choosing a name, which at the time, I think when we had our first kid, we thought was a really big deal. In hindsight, I don't know if it was overthought or too much time or too many websites were visited, but it's sort of a unique experience where you do get to, together with your partner, formulate what you're going to call this kid for the rest of time. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what we did, and maybe you guys can let us know. So uh, it was a joint decision. I can remember we were on an airplane somewhere when we knew we were pregnant, and we had these apps, and you could go through these names and thumbs up, thumbs down. I mean, we both did it independently. Oh, cool. And then we shared our lists. Guess how many were uh, overlapping when we did that the first time? One. Zero. (laughs) So... That wasn't a great start. Um, but nonetheless, it was just a gradual thing over several weeks talking about names. And, and as I mentioned in a prior podcast, we didn't know what we were having. And so we decided we were going to choose a boy name and a girl name, go into the hospital, and come out with whichever it was. I, I found it fun. There was never yeah. any heated arguments over it. No. We did settle on things, and we talked about some of the ways that we arrived at our choices, which we'll get into in a bit. Yeah, I didn't have any particular family tie to, you know, I didn't I didn't want my kids named after any family member or anything else. And so Amy and I, we we were going through books, looking at books. We didn't have that cool app. And um I worked in admissions at Western at the time, so I'm reviewing applications with all these great names, and I would see these great name combos and I'd write it down and I would go go home and say, "Hey, Amy, what about this name?" And Amy would immediately say, "Absolutely not." Because she's a teacher, and that name would remind her of a student or multiple times. There are names she has that she would never, ever, ever allow us. She had some trigger names that oh, she yeah. had to bump the, out. That, yep, yep. Never never going to name our kid that. And so we had – I got vetoed multiple, multiple times until we could find some names that we both could agree upon. And I was the vetoer in our house. Oh, interesting. And that would come up with all kinds of names. And I will – like the Noah example, I found a reason – for every name, why it wouldn't be on our child. And Annette was dead set on naming one of our children Jill because her best friend in second grade was named Jill. <laughs> and I said, there's no way in the world 
it's going to be the whole Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Yeah. And we're not naming our child Jill. It's so interesting you think because we thought of all of the all of the names, all the ways they could get made fun of. Yes. Yeah. So sure. we named it. Like we with Lexi, there's nothing that rhymes with Lexi. We're golden. This is great. And then I called my older brother. I said, Tom, we've come up with a name for our new baby. And we've named her Lexi. There's, you know, nothing that rhymes with it. And he said, Are you serious? Right. Sexy Lexi. Sexy Lexi. Dang it. I could I neither of us thought of that. <laughs> And guess what our child has been called in her uh, in her young childhood by her classmates? <laughs> Sexy Lexi? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. We, um, I don't think either of us were the veto or the primary veto in the conversation. And it took us quite a while. And you do sort of realize the associations that you have. You know, Stace would suggest someone. I'm like, no, I knew a kid who, like picked his nose all the time when he was like, that's my association, right? And I would suggest someone and she would have something similar. So it it took us a while. We did consult sort of a top 10 list because we didn't want something that was too popular, but also not too archaic. Um, and I think this goes back to earlier part of the conversation. We also thought about, um, and other folks have mentioned this too, the first name in conjunction with uh, with the middle name. And I think we were also considering like, what are some ways that if they want to make their name more unique than the one we've given them, how can they do that within the confines of what they've, you know, so Alexander was Alexander, but we always knew we were going to call him Xander. He inevitably gets called Alex first day of class all the time. People assume he's an Alex and uh, he's not an Alex. And yeah. Right. I never thought about that. Never thought about And then for Claire, her middle name is Josephine, which has a little bit of a family connotation, but is a longer name, and certainly she could use that instead of Claire or CJ or something like that. So we thought about like j- different variations, even though there's there's nothing super unique about about either name. We used middle names for sort of our second choice um, with the kids, and uh, Benjamin. Uh, the other name we were considering was Andrew, which we really liked, but we thought that he would be called Drew, probably. Drew Dwyer. Drew Dwyer. If the kid had any speech problems, it would just be a complete mess. Yeah. So yeah. we slotted Drew into the middle name, and and that seemed to work well for us. Like the other names that we really liked that just didn't make the cut, we we tossed those in. So is is it Benjamin Andrew Dwyer? Yes. So he's bad. He is bad. <laughs> what yes. about middle names for you? Uh, Alexis's middle name is my mom's middle mm-hmm. name, and Ben's middle name is Annette's. Maiden name. Oh, Norris. I like that. Oh, that's a cool one. I've, yeah. I've seen people do that. That's, that's yeah. a neat one. We, we wanted to have family names be the middle name as well. So it, Lexi's middle name is Marie. We knew that right off the bat, as I mentioned earlier. And, um, we knew that right off the bat. And so uh, that is Amy's middle name, my grandmother's first name, my, gr- my great-grandmother's first name, and my grandmother's middle name as well. Hmm. So Marie was big in my family. And then we really wanted to keep that tradition going with Alyssa and Amy's mom's middle name is Ray and my grandma who I was closest with her last name is or her first name was Anne and Amy said well why don't we combine both of their names and I'm not lying I looked at her and I said Anne Ray, Anne Ray? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe I didn't get it so yes yeah, so Alyssa's middle name is Ray Ann nice. which, uh, which is pretty cool that's great when um when we were Xander was born uh, first, and if he'd been born a girl, we were going to go with Zoe. Before Claire was born, um, my sister 
got a dog and named it Zoe. Oh, <laughs> there goes your name. And there goes the name. Wow. That's something. Wow. Man. Did you guys uh, look at the meaning of names? Did that factor in your decisions at all? Only after we chose it. Yeah, I don't think that we made a choice based on meaning, but after we made a choice, it was interesting to look up what it meant. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. We had very, very serious reasons why we chose the names for our children. I mean, really, really deep. So for Alexis, we decided, I guess I kind of recommended it, because growing up, one of my favorite shows, or one of my favorite TV characters, was Michael J. Fox on Family Ties, Alex P. Keaton. A good Reagan Republican, you know, very different and stood out in his family. And so we decided, boy or girl, we're naming our child Alex. And when Allie was born, she wasn't really an Alex. So we made her Alexis, and then we called her Allie. For Ben, it's even more scientific because, uh, as we've heard in this podcast, I'm a big baseball fan. And so I was trying to figure out a name that would sound good over a Major League Baseball loudspeaker. You know, the the PA system, now batting. The first baseman, number six, Ben Bagley. That is good. And I thought... We got it. That's and now your son is an announcer and, and not a professional athlete. Right. <laughs> kind of ironic, huh? Super ironic. Yeah. So that, that was the deep thought we went into our names. Well, my mom was a huge gossip. And I knew that no matter what name we told her we were going to name our oldest daughter, she was going to find something that she wasn't going to like about it. It's just that was my mom's quirk, which was, was great. Um, and so because we knew that, we decided to lie to her Ooh. and tell her that our daughter's name was going to be Kelly. And so my mom looked at me with a straight face and said, you're, you're going to name your daughter Kelly Roselli? <laughs> uh, and, I said, and I said, absolutely. Isn't that cool? It rhymes. <laughs> Kept a full-on straight face. My dad and brothers, everybody was in on this joke. And two weeks later, my dad called me and he said, you've, you've got to tell your mom. She's going crazy. She's going crazy. She's telling everybody. How crazy, like, I cannot believe that you're calling your daughter Kelly Roselli. So, which is exactly what I would, what I would, the whole purpose of it was I knew that that would, that that would do it. So we eventually came clean. We didn't tell anyone our, the names beforehand because of that, not exactly that but reason. But similar reasons, right? <laughs> but, but, any, but all it takes is one person going, oh, what about, and then it casts a doubt. Yeah. Like, nope, this is a decision that we've made. We don't need other people's input. We yeah. didn't need other people's input. Because once the, once the kid's born, nobody's going to say anything after that. Right? right. And even when you've met someone and like you're like, oh, that's an interesting name for their kid. <laughs> after like you've met the kid two or three times, that's their name. You don't think. Yeah. But, but when you right. hear the name without seeing the kid – you can get a little judgy. That's my piece of advice is like, don't, unless there's some strong family things that you need to sort of work out. Like don't, don't shop your name around with everybody else. Cause you're accidentally asking for input. Yeah. I'm going to link to a podcast and a couple articles as well. They recommend that you say the name out loud a lot once you've picked it. So just sort of like imagining yourself calling to your kid or write the name down a lot, just to sort of uh, give yourself some of that flexibility. We didn't do that with, Ben, because we would have realized that his name is Ben Dwyer, which sort of, if you say it real quickly, sounds like you're bending a wire. (laughs) But I think we envisioned Benjamin. But in any event, just make sure you do that. And the other piece of advice they make, which I think would have been tough for us as planners, but there are some people who don't decide until the baby's there. And maybe you have a short list and you get to know your baby, but there's no rush to name them. 
Well, again, there's two articles linked in the show notes and a podcast from NPR Life Kit Parenting to uh, listen to to help give you some tips from some experts. We're just sharing our experiences on this very interesting thing that all parents have to go through, choosing a name. All right, on Whatcom Dads Recommend this week, we're doing one for the dads. We're going to give some recommendations on sort of an under-the-radar place to maybe meet a buddy for a drink. Mm. So not mainstream breweries, not chain restaurants. Anybody got some suggestions? Well, one that comes right to my mind immediately is Jack's. I really love Jack's downtown. It's a great little dark bar, like five booths. The bartenders know how to make really great drinks, and uh, Mm -hmm. so that's always one of my favorite little in the wall spots that's really nice yes you introduced me to that place and i've taken many people since and introduced them so uh, right on it was on my short list that's a good that's a good call i um i was trying to think of bellingham doesn't really have dive bars anymore um in the way that it used to um so i'll go off that a little bit i i really like particularly for a drink um uh drayton harbor oyster company up in blaine because the locale get some oysters while you're there too um, and then somewhat new place, um, not off the beaten track, but Juxtap House downtown. Um, good staff, uh, good beer selection. They just started. Um, there's a back room that you don't need to rent. You just have to hit a minimum and it's sort of a separate area. Um, so that would be a good pl- good place to get a group of folks to be off the radar but still have um, access to some sports. My favorite out of the way place is my neighbor's garage. He always got a tap. He, got a, he has a keg of bastard cat. Ooh, IPA always uh, in his little cooler in his garage. Good That's the best have. place to go. That's uh, out of the way and off the beaten path. Uh, a Ferndale place that we like to go is Downtime Taps, yeah. which is kind of tucked into a little corner. You've got probably I don't know twenty beer taps and ten wines, and you pay by the ounce and inside outside. That is a cool place. It's a nice little place. Yeah. What's your spot, Dwyer? Well, I recently was introduced to the Cabin Tavern. Yeah, I was going to say that as it's well. It's a great place. I yeah. thought that was a good place. I think it's been remodeled in the yes. last couple of years. Yeah. Great outdoor seating there. Yeah. And then the other one, I put this out on the email to you guys, was like, I just like sometimes go in and get in a drink at Whole Foods, in, sitting in the food court, yeah. or mm-hmm. they've got some outdoor seating there. It's under the radar. You wouldn't think, oh, let's meet for a drink at Whole Foods, but I I played this trick on another group of friends before where they were like, let's meet for a drink, and I knew that my wife wanted me to go grocery shopping, <laughs> and so I was like, Whole Foods at 7, and I was like, Amanda, we're going grocery shopping at 6, but we're taking separate cars, <laughs> and I killed two birds with one stone, nice. lived to tell about it. So over the last two weeks, we have given up our favorite Zen spots to go when we want to be alone. We've also now (laughs) given up our favorite places to have a drink where there aren't a lot of people. And I'll combine those two by saying that Chris has a habit of bringing Rainier's when we go hiking so that when we reach the top, we have a victory beer. Nice. The problem is that we leave early at like 6, so we get to the top at like 9.45, which feels a little early even for Rainier. It's, but once we take that first sip, it's really worth it. It's pretty great. <laughs> well, Mark, we don't have that many listeners, but if you do run into people in your quiet spot, just wink at them and go, Welcome Dad's Podcast. There you go. <laughs> WDP.
Thanks again to Mike Sledge for joining us. And as always, thanks to our sponsor, Robinson & Cole Attorneys. There's a link to their website in our show notes. You can reach the show through our Facebook page or email us at whatcomedadspodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe and rate the podcast on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you next week. What's worse than finding a worm in your apple? What? Finding half a worm. What does a cloud wear under his raincoat? What? Thunderwear. How do you know the ocean is friendly? How? Because it waves. What does Duck Buzz Lightyear say? What? To infinity and the pond.